Greetings, everybody. Today we will be speaking on the gift of righteousness. What is righteousness? It means a person who is right, wise, just, upright, good, true, proper, correct, real, genuine, exact, satisfactory, suitable, well, someone who releases from injustice. A wise person will want to be right, will want to be righteous. Righteousness produces authority. Authority produces power and power affects great change. Let's look at James 5, 16 to 18. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effect is fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Or in another translation, has great power in its effect. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it may not would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. The prayer of a righteous man has great power in its effects. Elijah was a man of like nature to us. And he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years it did not rain. Well, this is authority over nature. Does this mean that a righteous man has authority over nature? Let's look to Jesus. Jesus walked in perfect righteousness. He knew no sin. He had authority over all creation and all evil. He turned water into wine, walked on water, calmed the storms, and fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. He had authority to forgive sins. He had authority to cast out demons. He had authority to cast out sicknesses and heal the sick. He even had power to raise the dead and waited four days before he called Lazarus to come forth from the tomb. Jesus then went to the cross and was crucified and died. And on the third day, he rose in complete and total victory in triumph over every sin, every sickness and every demonic thing. He then ascended to the Father where he sits today at the right hand of God, above all rule and all authority, every power and dominion and above every name that is named. And Jesus says in John fourteen twelve. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do, because I go to the Father. But where do we see anyone doing what Jesus did? Why not? Who is walking in the anointing, authority and power of the Holy Spirit to do God's work? Without hindrance. We all ask the Lord for a stronger anointing, 
How are we limiting the anointing that the Lord wants to pour through us? How can we serve the Lord to our fullest calling and potential? The Lord sometimes speaks to us in the strangest places, probably where he can get our attention best. I was on the London Underground on my way to speak at a church where the Lord revealed to me something fantastic. As I got off at my destination, I just had to stop and write as hundreds of people went their way. And suddenly I realized that the devil has no regard for his own. No respect for the wicked whatsoever. Let's read Acts 19, 15 to 16. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt upon them, overpowered them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. That's from Acts 19, 15 and 16. The devil has no respect for a sinner. A sinner, the devil can control because the devil has control over the sinner already. If the devil can tempt man to sin and that man sins, then the devil has authority and power over that man. But he whom the devil does not succeed in causing to sin, he has no power over at all. In the wilderness, the devil tempted Jesus, but Jesus would not give in to the temptation. Instead, Jesus answered the devil with the word of God in Scripture and remained sinless. Jesus was not going to give his authority and power to the devil, never. What did the devil do? The devil left. The devil knew that Jesus was far stronger than him. And when we pursue righteousness, something glorious happens to us too. Walking in Christ's righteousness gives us authority and power over the devil, over demons and over sickness and over every demonic thing, and nothing can harm us. Let's read Luke ten seventeen to 20. And the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons were subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Does this mean that the more we pursue righteousness and become righteous in Jesus, the more authority and power we will have over the enemy, and then we'll see the greater miracles happen? Well, then people would say that's by works. No, I believe that we need to have less and less sin within us that hinders God's miraculous power from moving through us to the ones that God loves so much. And God wants to heal and set them free. 
God's ways are different from the world's way. God's way, love convicts of sin. The world's way, rules condemn sin. God's way, love encourages righteousness. The world's way, sin entices the flesh. God's way, the spirit man looks to God. The world's way, the fleshly man gratifies self. God's way, the cross gives us freedom from sin. The world's way, the world uses human authority to control man. God's way, righteousness gives authority over sin. And power affects changed lives. The world's way, the world rules man with the law. And worldly power controls man. So how does God deal with sin? God's love searches out the lost and the hurt. God sent his only son to die on the cross to set man free. God forgives those who repent. God gives the Bible to correct sin and to encourage us. A man who accepts Christ learns righteousness for his heart has changed. A man convicted of sin will turn from it and grow into Christ in righteousness. How does the world deal with sin? Sin abounds in every form and enticing ways. Man makes laws to control man and sin. Man puts sinners into prison. A prison sentence hopefully corrects man. A man in jail may or may not learn righteousness from, for his heart is unchanged. A convicted man with no heart change may do the same evil again. With God, God deals with man through grace. Forgiveness of sin gives freedom. Freedom of sin gives authority over sin. Authority over sin gives power to live in righteousness. Living in righteousness affects great change in and through one's life and gives eternal life. Righteousness is light and freedom. Without God, the world deals with a man through the law. Jailing the sinner controls the sin. Sin condemns us. Sin controls man. Sin has the power to destroy man. The sinner will die in his sins and spend eternity without Christ in hell. Sin is darkness and bondage. How much better it is to do things God's way. Why is it so important to reach out to people in our world with the saving grace of Jesus? It is to lead people to do things God's way and to know the truth. Think of a husband wanting to marry a wife. What does a husband give the wife? A diamond ring. A diamond ring is flawless, extravagant, shining forth its beauty in awe. 
It takes much work to cut a diamond. Every flaw must be removed. Nothing must mar its beauty. Nothing must limit its transparency. It brings life and light in its reflection. So God works in our lives to fashion and perfect us into all righteousness, that we may become the true transparent reflection of his glorious light and love and purity. It is then that we become a diamond in his hands, as we read in 2 Corinthians 3.18. But we, with an unfair face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the Spirit of the Lord. So how do we get there? When does a man become a sinner? The moment that do that wrong thing appears stronger than your ability to say no. And once you yield to do that wrong thing because you want to do it and yield to it, you suddenly become weaker than the devil. And the wages of sin is death. The devil can now tempt a person quicker and quicker and that person gets weaker and weaker and weaker and the wages of sin is death that's how a person that drinks too much can become an alcoholic he's become too weak to say no or a person that steals once or twice can become a thief they don't want to become a thief but they've become too weak to say no but I've got some good news for you the moment a person repents and repentance is not just saying sorry and doing the same wrong thing again repentance means in their dictionary radical turnaround to say no to sin and yes to God no to the devil and yes to God to pursue sin, no matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult or what it may cost you, to that man, God will give the gift of righteousness and the grace to achieve it. And this person will become stronger and stronger and stronger in righteousness. And if you would like to become righteous and if you'd like to receive Jesus in your life right now, just say this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. Please forgive me every sin. I choose to follow you in truth and righteousness no matter what it costs me. Thank you for your forgiveness. Please come into my life as my Lord and Saviour, please, Lord, teach me to walk in truth and righteousness every day of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you said this prayer, pray every day, get yourself a Bible, go to church and tell someone what you've done. This is Suzanne. You can come on our website, suzannesministries.co.uk. That's S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-S ministries.co.uk. And remember, Jesus loves you so much.